guys, it's Pragya and Charlotte, and welcome back to Campus HQ. It feels so nice because Pragya and I took a two-week break for Campus HQ, and I just feel like we haven't been able to do that in so long. Um, we didn't do an episode after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving, <laughs> and last week we had Reagan's episode go out, which you should definitely listen to, um, but that was pre-recorded, so it was nice to have a little bit of a break, don't you think? Yeah, it was so nice. I was really stressed with finals and everything in the end of semester, so it felt really good, but I did miss recording with you, so I'm glad to be back. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Did you miss me back? (laughs) Uh, I only saw you the other day. Yeah, that's true. We hung out the other day, and we said we cannot talk about Campus HQ. Yeah, I think it's good to set boundaries in life. Because we were going a little bit crazy. Yeah, every time we would talk, it would only be about Campus HQ. I know. I feel like Ryan and I joke about how we don't have life in us. <laughs> like, we just don't. We're just really... broken. No, we just don't get genuinely excited about a lot of things with the stress of school and everything else going on in our lives. But yeah, we, were, we went to Trader Joe's. The other day. That was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Incredible. I we literally just I basically just got dessert. (laughs) I got everything. Yeah. The weirdest things that you could get, I got them. You got good frozen meals. I love Trader Joe's frozen meals. It like pro tip if you live in an apartment next year, um, after your first year and you need food, go to Trader Joe's because it's so cheap. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's so cheap, but it's it's a good it's a good price for Yeah, it's I what think it's pretty paying. cheap like compared to other grocery stores. Well, I think it's cheap in comparison to if you went out to eat. Like we probably and I both have a meal plan for restaurants um that are near us. And I would say it averages yeah. to about $10 a meal. And mm-hmm. if you go to Trader Joe's and you get a frozen meal for like 2 to 4 dollars, you're saving quite a bit. <laughs> yeah so yeah we love that we should do like a food staples <laughs> yeah we should because i think i think we've learned a lot in regards to food i think you have <laughs> yeah um my roommates eat so healthy and it pushes me to be really healthy yeah my roommates eat really healthy too but i just ignore them that's ugh, i need that i need that in my life ignoring them yeah or being them no no i I need to ignore them because i'll just be here eating my ice cream and my takeout oh well i still eat dessert um yeah i think i'll eat healthy but i will still have dessert also people say that they think like a lot of people think that everything from trader joe's is healthy which i definitely feel that way but it it is not like (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not, but it feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, because you you feel like you're in this, I don't know. It just feels like LA vibes to me. Like everyone's supposed to be happy. <laughs> and then that one bad girl, oh my god, he was so cute. Oh god. Never mind. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> today's episode is all about finding an internship, which we feel like is so important to discuss. 
Um, you might feel like it's too late, but it is not. Like definitely there will be so many opportunities that are coming out in the spring semester and we want to really prepare you guys. We've experienced a lot with internships of our own um, and how we've been able to get them. So we really wanted to share the knowledge that we've gained. It's definitely been a process. Um, I think it was very intimidating for us and it still is, but yeah like it's good to just know these things I think overall though like you don't need an internship after your first or second year so don't put too much pressure on yourself for that but like like I said it's better to know more you know yeah I still hate finding internships but it's good to have some guidelines about what you're looking for how to go into it so we hope we can help you with that As always, our DMs are open to any questions you might have. We love interacting with you and helping you, and it builds our community so much stronger. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at campus.hq and visit our website, campushq.org, to subscribe to our newsletter or request a consultation. Also, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our episodes. So the first step when you're trying to find an internship is to figure out what exactly you want from it. So there's a lot of factors that can go into this, but me and Charlotte are just going to go over a few that we use to kind of lower our search and really understand what we want from our internship. So the first thing I usually look at right now during this time is like, do I want a remote internship or do I want an on-site internship? So there's not many, there weren't many on-site internships last year, but I know there are going to be quite a few this summer. Um, You just have to figure out if it's safe enough for you to go or if that's something that you would be interested in, especially because you have to figure out apartments if it's not close to your house and stuff like that. Also, remote is a lot easier, but sometimes you don't get that in-person interaction and learning in the job. So there's just some pros and cons to that that you might want to consider, but I don't think it should be that much different. Yeah, I have an on-site one in like a month, and I am terrified because, as you can see, COVID is not getting any better at all, and I'm excited that it's in person because I feel like I'll be able to be more hands-on and get to know people really well, but at the same time, I'm so scared. And also, I should probably quarantine right after, and I don't know where to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But hopefully Um, you can get tested. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, I don't think they're requiring testing before you get there, which really worries me, like, what is the matter? Um, I think, I think we've done so well with COVID, especially in the Charlottesville bubble that we feel like it's not really around. Like, I don't think people at UVA understand how bad COVID is in the rest of the country just because we're in this bubble. And um, I I don't know if our university has particularly handled it well, but I think most people here have already gotten COVID. So... COVID hasn't really been bad for us. Um, I'm still able to go to the gym. I can walk. I feel safe walking outside, obviously with masks on and everything. But I like people say like masks aren't a hundred percent effective. Um, you still have to socially distance. But like when I go outside with a mask, I don't feel like I'm gonna get COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like. 
the people who were to get COVID at UVA have already gotten COVID. Yeah. So right now we're at the point where we can still see our immediate friends and stuff without worrying about COVID as much as we did during the beginning of the semester. Mm-hmm. So it feels in a way that it's gotten better and COVID is more manageable and leaving. But then I see all these statistics about like 200,000 people getting COVID every day. Mm-hmm. That's insane. And I just like can't even wrap my head around that because it's so different in the area that yeah. we currently are at. So that's that's a good point you're bringing up. Make sure you research what area this job is at. And if you don't feel safe going there, then don't do that to yourself. Exactly. Um, and then our next criteria is paid or unpaid. Um, Prague and I can share our thoughts about this. I don't think you will have much of a choice in your first year, especially the summer after your first year. A lot of internships are unpaid and... I have strong feelings about unpaid internships, mostly because I did one. Um, I think, I think they're fine. Like obviously, they exist in the industries, and it's been normalized. But at the end of the day, I, I still feel like it's free labor, you know, that you're providing, and that you should get compensated in some way. Perhaps it doesn't have to be money, but you just need to make sure that you're getting value out of the internship. Because it's super easy to get taken advantage of, especially during an unpaid internship. So just make sure you're not providing free labor for them for no reason. I know it's good to have, like, it's good to have that experience. But if you're not truly getting something out of it, then there's nothing to talk about in your resume anyways. So you shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I've been in a few unpaid internships that I have since quit, and I've also done paid internships. I've noticed some unpaid internships, they expect so much out of you, and you're just doing tasks for them. And they're not even, you're not even learning. It's just tasks that they don't want to do themselves because they're so busy. Usually when you're a first year or second year doing internships, you're going to be working for some startups, people that need interns. And they don't necessarily have the money to pay you. And they don't have the capacity. Like, they don't have a lot of employees and stuff like that. So, basically, every task that they don't want to do is something that sometimes the interns do. And that's not a good way for you to... That's not an internship. If you just want to work, like, get a job somewhere and actually make money doing that, But there's so much to gain from internships, so I don't like it when companies misuse that and just do it for their own benefit. Yeah. You can get school credit, and you can have, like, one-on-one meetings where you can explore, like, your passions and try different things in the job and really, like, see the employees and the people in high positions doing what they do in their day-to-day lives, not just them telling you what they want you to do every day and expecting you to have it done and you not gaining anything of value yeah and also please make sure you're respected i like just because you are a first year or a second year you think you don't have enough experience and you're desperate for experience doesn't mean that your time isn't valued make sure they value your time and your input and your opinions the next thing to consider is whether you want to do one in semester or over the summer 
So I've done both just this past year, a little bit over the summer and then also in semester. Um, I think Charlotte also has experience doing both and we handle Campus HQ so we can tell you a little bit about it. Um, the first thing you need to consider is whether this internship requires you having a strict schedule or not. I know some jobs require you to log in the exact hours. They tell you when you're going to be working, exactly what you're going to be working on. It's not very open, very task-based. And this can be a little stressful in semester because you already have other tasks like your schoolwork to consider. So I would say this kind of internship would be better suited for the summer when that can be your only thing on your mind and you can meet all of those criteria. Another thing is the time commitment. I know some internships are 15 to 20 hours, and while others are 5 to 10. I would not recommend doing more than 10 hours during the semester, especially during your first and second year. You have so much to do, so many classes, um, just figuring everything out, majors. Then now is not the time to um burden yourself with such a big time commitment over the summer like that's perfect like you have time use that time to do an internship or do any like it doesn't have to be an internship but use your summer wisely but during the semester make sure not to overburden yourself so that it affects your academics your clubs and even your internship will not be as valuable because you don't have time to work on it so just stuff to keep in mind do you have anything charlotte yeah, to be completely honest, like, I don't think in-semester internships are worth it, especially if it's unpaid. You can get the yeah. same amount of experience by joining organizations and clubs on campus because those are very valuable as well. So, like, truly don't trust yourself over that. I think <laughs> learning from me and Project's experiences is really important because I think we, <laughs> while we, while we were doing our internship campus HQ classes extracurriculars everything combined we were so burnt out and we were so stressed I like I can't even explain the amount of stress we were in like the amount of stress that you want to pull your hair out and I have never felt just so mentally just in a horrible place like yeah it was really bad yeah so it's not worth it also you don't need an internship during the semester. I don't know why people are so pressed about that. So just, yeah. just chill out. I think you know? it's because when everyone is doing classes online, they think they have so much more time and they want to involve themselves in more because they feel like they're not as involved. So that's why they're doing it. I personally had an unpaid one that I did. I had to quit. Like it wasn't worth it for me. And then right now I have a paid one. It's only five hours and it's $15 an hour. And it's not much. And I feel like I gain a lot from that. And that's the only reason I'm doing that. Just to have like a little bit of money coming in. Just so I don't waste my parents' money as much. But I don't recommend unpaid internships over the semester. It's not worth it. Yeah. And don't get an internship during your first year. Please yeah. don't. Just respect your own time. Like mm -hmm. your time is valuable, and even though you're you think you have more time taking online classes, you don't. Yeah. Where's your time gonna come from? You know, your time is gonna come from you cutting 
out sleep people are like oh you don't have to walk back and from classes like how much That's time like are 30 you... minutes yeah like what <laughs> why do you think that you can cram in an extra few hours per day for an internship doesn't make sense to me truly does not make sense <laughs> anyway yeah, <it's> not <laughs> um <laughs> the next thing to look for is what field or area you want to work in and especially if you're a freshman or sophomore keep a wide range keep yourself open to ideas because honestly big firms probably won't take you unless it's a special program like leadership or diversity so just branch out and like Prague was saying before the people who are most likely to hire you as startups because they're looking for extra help um so you're only truly trying to look for ways to develop your professional skills and professional relationships and connections, not specific skill sets that are specific towards your future career. So just look for things that you can talk about and brag about in your future interviews. You just want these to be conversation starters and to show um, people that are interviewing you for your third year internship that you are professional and that you have the professionalism to carry that internship. Because it is during that internship, during your third year, that you will really learn what you need to know. Also, I feel like a lot of jobs these days, you don't know what you're doing before you get there. Like, sure, school prepares you, internships prepare you, but it's not the specific skills that they're preparing you for, just the overall professionalism that they're teaching you. And so people figure it out then. They will teach you everything you need to know. Just make sure that you're gaining valuable skills, valuable experience, obviously for CS um, or pre-med majors like those, volunteer experiences and internships will be more hands-on and specific because I just, like, if it's a CS internship, you'll have to code, like, I don't know how else to explain that, but from (laughs) (laughs) our experience in regards to the business world, it's definitely much more broad and not not as picky yeah like if you're if you're pre-med you're not gonna like you're gonna work in a hospital or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, business is so wide and everything is so related you can do anything and it would it can relate to anything yeah so it's easier that way but yeah the last criteria we're going to discuss is what type of job it will be um and not industry wise but will it be task heavy um, is it a learning opportunity? Is it administrative tasks, menial tasks, you know, things like that. So I think everyone needs to learn how to do administrative tasks well. It teaches you perseverance, teaches you time management. And like, when you enter the workforce, you're not going to automatically become partner. You need to not necessarily fetch coffee. I think that's a bit old fashioned, but kind of do menial tasks because ultimately you're going to be new to the company and you're trying to learn as much as you can from people above you. But keep in mind that you should also be pushed to speak up and have confidence and you want to make sure that your opinion is valued as well because they should be respecting your time and your efforts. So just make sure the program has room to grow. Um, I think the best internships are the ones that aren't just task-based and they have a structure to the program so they have 
not only like weekly meetings with the CEO, maybe not the CEO specifically, but just your manager, um, but also networking events where you can connect with other interns, other workers there, um, or special events that some people will host that have guest speakers, um, just like learning opportunities on top of what you have to do on a weekly basis. So yeah, make sure the job description has things like that and other important experience opportunities like teamwork and communication. Yeah, I think that's a great point. The job description is so important to check because if they only have the tasks listed and they don't say that this is for you to grow or this is for you to gain these skills and experience, then there's no point in doing this internship because the point is to learn things like communication, teamwork, be in a company, be in meetings. So make sure you think about that. The next category we're going to discuss is searching the internship and how you are going to apply to them. So the first thing that you need to look at is if your university has a database that you can use. So UVA has and a lot of universities actually has one called Handshake. And all of the internship opportunities and part-time jobs are posted on this. And you can search them and sort through them based on paid, unpaid, location, remote, whether they're part-time jobs or not, and like how recent have they been uploaded. And I would suggest looking at the ones that have just been uploaded onto the page really recently because those are the ones that are looking the most and they don't usually update to say whether they filled the spot or not. So look at the ones that have been posted more recently. So that's one database you can use. Charlotte, do you have other ones that you have used in the past? Yeah, I love using alumni network databases um, because just like for networking purposes as well, It's going to take a little bit more effort, obviously, for this because you're not just applying. You're not just submitting your resume or cover letter because there's not a specific position laid out. But alumni networks, you can connect with people and email them to chat one-on-one and have a networking session with them. And then from what you learn, you can ask them for opportunities or if they have any more connections themselves. And this is more like a long-term way of success because this is an important skill to learn but it does take more effort and obviously more time but if the alumni network at your school also hosts networking events attend those they usually have notable alumni come in and host events I know different clubs do that as well and those are great people to add into your network also if there's an opportunity to get a mentor definitely try I have one who is doing what I want to do in the future so it's nice to just run things by him and just tell him about what's going on in life and what I should do. They obviously have more experience than me, so it's just nice to have someone to talk to, like my therapist. (laughs) Also, these people that you're meeting at the networking events ultimately become your connections who you can then talk to and use to find an internship in the future. Mm -hmm. Also, if you know people, ask them to connect you to other people who have, like, even more similarities to you or in a field that you want to pursue. That's how you build your network and you need to focus on that. And don't keep connecting with people that aren't of benefit. Like really focus your time on people that will be beneficial to your future. Okay, this is my rule of thumb. 
I'm making this up on the spot, but you know, <laughs> you need three people that you connect with well, three people that know you, and three people you know, know you and you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it goes both ways. Three people that you're comfortable with just emailing, and you know they will respond in a timely manner. It is so hard to network consistently with people who respond once a month like yeah no that it's hard to keep your conversation flowing so these are the three people that you're going to consistently check up on and give them updates you know that you can just email them with life updates and they will give you positive input they'll reassure you they'll give you advice constructive criticism things like that so those are your go-to people you only need three because if you really click with these three people, honestly, you don't even need three. You could you could just use one, you know? If you're, Especially if you're in your first year, you only need one. If you really click with this one person, then you're probably, like, guaranteed that their connections are going to be similar or provide just as much value because they wouldn't be recommending you someone that they don't like, you know? Because you have that deep connection with them. Not deep, but, like... <laughs> As deep as, <laughs> as deep as networking can go. So if you only have one good connection, you have like, what? Like, I don't know, like an extra two or three from just that one person. Also, you should have some connections in your university, like upperclassmen who can look over your resume, your cover letter, advise you on how you're pursuing this. I think it's important to have people who've gone through the same thing, just, like just a few years ahead of you. And they can really help you as well. I think also they could recommend you to their internship that they've had. So it's also important to be friends with upperclassmen in your university. And use your career center. They're there to help you find internships. So if you're having trouble and you really want one, sometimes they have internship placement programs or like lists of internships that might suit you best. So that's also a good thing to use. Don't worry about using LinkedIn or other websites like indeed as much i just don't think they're that beneficial yeah i the databases are too wide too many people oh one thing i do recommend from linkedin is go look on profiles of upperclassmen from your school and connect with them and learn from them because if they had an internship in their first or second year then you know that these people will be likely to hire underclassmen so those are companies that you should be targeting and researching on and then you can also reach out to them to ask them about their experiences yeah that's a great point cool so next we're going to talk about how to stand out in your application process because there's going to be a lot of people applying and you want to make sure that you're the best candidate possible so obviously you're going to have to send in your resume um I guess before I dive deep into the resume, I'll just talk about general structure. You'll probably, when you apply, you'll probably have to, if you're applying through like a system like Handshake, it's very straightforward. You just have a button where it asks for your resume, button asks for your cover letter sometimes. And yeah, um, other times you'll have to send them an email um, definitely look up templates for that. I've done it before. Super easy though. You just be like, hi to whom it concerns or dear hiring manager, here's my application. 
something along the lines of please read or maybe do like one or two points on why you should be the candidate and then three always give next steps contact info email phone number things like that um, and then attach your resume don't forget to do that and then if they're asking for a cover letter attach your cover letter so diving into the resume make sure it's this isn't going to be super descriptive from us because I think that will take an entire episode, which we can definitely do an episode on that because I think it's super important and we can also dive into our own resumes. But here's an overview. Make sure it's dense, descriptive, and use numbers. So just make sure your bullet points cover more than surface level things and show that you really took action. Use action verbs. Um, make it sound professional. This is pretty obvious, but don't use too much fluff. Don't make it sound extra, you know. You want it to be effortlessly professional. Make sure it's like part of your, just part of who you are. Like this is naturally how you carry yourself instead of being a tryhard. Nothing wrong with being a tryhard, but <laughs> I <laughs> Next thing is don't lie but it's okay to exaggerate a bit. Add a bit of substance, you know, to your bullet points. It's really hard for me to just explain instead of just reading my resume. So look out for our resume episode that will be coming up. Read a bunch of resumes online. Look at your career center. They're going to have a lot of examples of stuff like this. Make sure it's well formatted. It's standard formatting for all resumes. Make sure you follow it. Again, check your school's career center for that. And then obviously cater it to the job, use words from the job description, and then also cater it to the profession. So for example, marketing, you're going to want to use a more fun resume, not black and white, cool fonts, cool things to show that you're creative in a way. It's your time to shine, be different. So I would use something like Canva for this. And they have a lot of templates. I'm not a huge template person because I like to customize it my own way, but templates are a great way to start. Yeah, don't, if you're doing, like, finance or a job like that, don't use a fun template, don't use colors, be sure everything looks very uniform, plain, simple, um, that's something to keep in mind, because mm -hmm. they're gonna reject you right on the spot if you give them a marketing-type yeah. resume. You'll just look silly. Yeah. Because they expect you to know how to have a proper resume for the profession that you're going into. And don't put so much information on your resume that it's overwhelming. Being sure to dive a little bit deeper in a few meaningful activities that you're doing and have some like very descriptive, like four points under each thing instead of having like 10 things or like seven things listed on there that you're not explaining super well. They want to know what you can do, what you've done, and like who you are. And you just listing out everything you've done is not going to provide them with the clarity they need. Yeah. And as you gain more experience in the future, you'll know which ones to include or which ones to leave out. You're not going to have room to list every single experience ever in the universe. Yeah, and you can pick and choose based on what job you're applying to as well. The next way to stand out, which we literally just talked about on and on, we talk about this every day, networking. If you don't get this by now, you need a network. So please network. <laughs> Prague and I took an intermission 
during recording to talk about how we're going to network our way into leadership positions. Literally, we were just talking about networking. So it's relevant. It's there. Whether or not you like it, it, it exists. So must do. You truly must. Listen to our it's networking. It's fun. Just like make some friends, you know? Yeah. And go listen to our networking episode if you need help with it. So I don't think I'm going to go too much into detail because we've done a lot on it. But um, yeah, I guess I will. Like make- every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make this point, though. Go to job fairs. Go to talks. Go to guest speaker talks, lectures, things like that. Because every time I go to an event and I meet someone that's cool, that like I genuinely connect with, not like personally, obviously, I see them a hundred feet away, but just go on LinkedIn, connect with them, message them, be like, hey, I went to your this event and I had X, Y, and Z questions, or I'd love to chat more about this. And then networking, there you go. <laughs> the next thing and i think one of our final things is the interview so once you get a call back for an interview there won't be a there won't be a lot of interviews but interviews are very important they already know they want you by this point they've looked over your resume your cover letter and now is the time where they see if you're going to be a good fit for this internship What's your personality like? And can you explain things well? And if you're going to fit into the company lifestyle that they have already. Um, So the first thing you need to do is read the description again. So look for the qualifications they want, what kind of a person they want, what qualities are they looking for, and kind of mold your answers to fit what they are looking for. Don't change who you are, obviously, but highlight your responses that you usually say and like incorporate some of these qualities into that and if you're not comfortable with interviews yet that's okay Charlotte and I weren't comfortable when we first came to college but we've had so much practice by that this point so practice as much as you can you don't know how much it helps to practice I remember in first year I used to memorize my answers and like practice each question and write down each answer again and again before an interview because I truly was like so scared about it and I wasn't knowledgeable about doing interviews and now I literally just look at the job description and I go in it without any like preparation because I know how to handle it and I know what I need to talk about but I know that takes time so If you need to write down a list of all the questions and ask yourself the questions and record yourself, like do that. I think that'll help so much. I actually just saw a recording of myself. I was doing like a mock interview on my own, like on video. And I kept like messing with my hair and fidgeting and saying, um, and like, so yeah, it's good to just look at yourself, look at your growth and see where you need to improve. Yeah, I think I think here's like a few tips for me is know your resume inside and out because they're going to be pulling questions from there. And obviously, you're not going to have everything written from your resume, but like, just have a few extra points to add. I you have to be prepared for anything. So they might ask questions like, what else do you want to tell me about you? And that's something that you should know what to say. Yeah. Just have just know what you want to say. I think it's important yeah, to know. Basically. And also after every week of an internship, 
or a monumental moment in an experience, like if I do a competition or a project or something like that, I will go into my Excel doc, which I love Excel, but anyways, I will go into like a document and type out exactly what I did, what I contributed, what I learned, and my results. Because this like helps me remind myself what I actually did. If someone asks me, I know what to say. And it's something yeah. like, it's not like, yeah, maybe I don't practice for an interview, but that's basically practicing because I, I like, I know off the top of my head exactly what I did. I forget all the time. So this is like the best thing that's worked for me because I remind myself what I've done. Yeah, I think that's a great way to remind yourself and kind of have that if you ever need it. Also, don't be nervous. Just show them who you are as a person. Um, this is just an interview for 30 minutes, so don't overthink it too much. And don't be afraid to be confident in what you've accomplished. I know it feels weird to like brag about yourself and tell them like everything you've done, but now is the time to subtly brag as much as you can. Obviously, don't act like overconfident and cocky. But if you've accomplished something big, tell them like you need to tell them because that's what an interview is all about. And also, I guess it starts from like you picking your activities, but be passionate about what you're doing. They can tell when you're not passionate. I can tell when people aren't passionate either. Don't do things Mm -hmm. just to do things. Yeah. In my interviews, whenever I talk about Campus HQ, like a lot of interviewers have been telling me that my eyes just light up and like it seems that I'm really passionate about it. So I know that they can tell. Mm -hmm. Because you are, and we are, and we love what (laughs) we do. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to explain this, but we love what we do. This is our dream. Like we And we made this from, like, the ground up. So we know it inside and out. Mm-hmm. So when we, like, talk about it, we truly are proud of it. So yeah. make sure you do something that's yours and you make impact and you're, like, proud of that and you can talk yeah. about that. And it doesn't have to be starting your own company. But if you have a leadership position or you led a project, talk about your passion for the project. Go extra and beyond. If it's research, if it's a research paper, on, like – on paper it might just be a paper but if you're really passionate about it talk about the conversations you've had with professors or just like any additional steps that you took to get to where you are mm-hmm. once your interview is completed and they're done asking questions now is time for you to ask questions and show that you are interested in this position so some of the questions that I like to ask that are great ways to figure out if this is the right fit for you is to ask about the company culture. So like, what is the day-to-day life there? What would you be doing day-to-day? Would you be interacting with people, other interns, or is it more independent working? What are they hoping that you will gain from this? And what do they want from you? And yeah, also, this is a time to learn about them as well. You can see what the company culture is like, especially if you interview with multiple people, see if their stories match up. Um, sometimes some employees are a little bit fake just because they don't enjoy what they're doing and they have to show like they have to act like they are. So just see if it's a good fit for you. See if they're genuine about the opportunity or if they just want your free labor. <laughs> and mm-hmm. also it's a good networking opportunity, good practice, regardless of whether or not you get the job, they can be a future contact. So ask them about their career journey and look genuinely interested in them. People love themselves, like, and just use that to your advantage. People love talking about themselves. I've had interviews where I started with a question and they just talked about themselves. So, yeah, 
people love themselves <laughs> more of the story of this episode people just love themselves literally <laughs> Once again, keep in mind that it's completely fine if you don't have an internship. It's not required that you have an internship to like be successful in your career. So make sure you're making some sort of an impact somewhere in your community. Um, a lot of my friends have part-time jobs that they need to do or stuff like that and clubs that they're so passionate about. So it doesn't need to be an internship, but if you do want an internship, I we hope this episode kind of helped you go about that. I know it can be difficult when you're starting fresh looking for an internship. I know it's not something that you guys have a lot of experience with, and Charlotte and I personally struggled a little bit with that, so we really hope this helped you. Go visit our website at campushq.org if you'd like to ask us any questions you might have. You can also DM us at campus.hq if Instagram is more convenient for you. And always follow us on there for the latest updates. And then leave us a five-star review and have a podcast review of our episodes. See you next week. Bye.